Welcome to Casual Conversations, brought to you by Momentum Ministries, helping you attain, maintain, and regain momentum for life. Let's join the conversation with author and pastor Scott Wade, president of Momentum Ministries. Good morning. Thank you for being with us on today's Casual Conversation. I am your host, Scott Wade, and I'm greeting you from sunny South Carolina, but we have a special guest with us today from a place that's not quite as warm. Crystal Hall, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Oh man, where to start? Um, I am a youth pastor, or at least they allow me to be a youth pastor here in Bel Air. Uh, It's my first time, so I'm about six months into the gig, and they haven't kicked me out or they haven't told me to leave yet, so that's exciting. I have no idea what I'm doing most days, but I come and I show up uh, and I just ask God, like, what, what do you want to do? What are you teaching these kids? What do you want these kids to know? I feel like I have the greatest job in the world. I don't, I feel like I don't work. And my favorite thing is supporting and encouraging people. And I get to do that every day of my life. Uh, And then I get to do that and point them to Jesus. So that's really cool. Uh, I get to be a character coach for a varsity basketball team in the local area. Um, That was kind of random and didn't think that I would be able to do that this year, but I have been and God, God has opened doors. So that's been cool. I don't know. Well, what about me? I have, so have a you, office full of llamas. Okay. Yeah. I see in the background here, I see some llamas hanging on your cup rack. Well, not full llamas. I think they're cup sized llamas, aren't they? They are cup sized llamas. Um, so I have my no drama llama and then there's just various llama things all over my office. It's how it's decorated. The llama life chose me. I did not choose it, but I roll with it. So how did how did llama life choose you? Uh, so in my past life as a social worker, I had a coworker who would buy me llama related things randomly. So I would buy her sloth related things. And it was a running joke that we would go back and forth. A friend of yours gave you a llama related, gave you llama related things. And you gave him or her, 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 uh, yep. sloth related things. Yeah, I think you got the better end of the deal. I'm not sure. <laughs> Although I those are kind of cute too. I have so many different llamas, party llamas. I have a dancing rapping llama that I press the foot and it dances and then wraps at the same time. If you are not a detailed orient oriented person and I ask you about your family will you remember all your siblings and your parents and can you tell me a little bit about that yes of course um I just don't need the details not that I don't know the details I just don't need them a lot of times um but I have a mom and a dad they've been happily married uh for 28 years now 29 and then I have four siblings I have an older brother and sister who are 32 and then there's me in the middle, and I'm 28. And then I have a younger sister who is 23, and a younger brother who's 21. Okay. So I think if I'm remembering correctly, it, it's your mom and dad who live in South Carolina. Is that right? Yes. And my little sister. My littlest sister lives. So they live close to each other. Um, but yeah, they live in okay. South Carolina. And I always tell people I have a second home. Um, so I woke up on a Sunday morning at my parents' house and I do what most people do on Sunday morning, said, I'm going to go to church. And so I had been to Somerville Nazarene before and thought that it started at 11, I think. Um, turns out it didn't start at 11. 
plot twist. It started at 10. Uh, so I show up late and then I'm sitting in my car and I know the signs. I'm very socially aware. So I know the signs that church has ended and I probably should not get out of my car. I should probably just leave. Um, but for some reason I got out of my car and the first person that I meet is you, Scott. So we had a conversation outside and then he goes, hey, you should meet my wife. And so I go inside the church where everybody is already conversing and, and leaving for the day because Sunday morning worship is over. And so I have conversations with people um, and that's how we met. <laughs> I was just grateful that there's another human being that's as weird as I am. Yeah. <laughs> but like that is something when I tell people this story, they're like, Crystal, that's something you would totally do. Like you would be that person. And I thought, yeah, yeah, I, I would. So you were at church on Sunday morning, a young lady, hundreds of miles from home, enjoying some time away from work. Um, but you took time to go to church. That's very good. So that tells me that there may be a little more to your story. A, a, a little uh, spiritual aspect of your life. Why don't you share a little bit with our listeners about how you arrived where you are spiritually? How did I get here? Um, well, I run from God and God chases me down. Um, that's it in a nutshell. I mean, my, my story is a story of provenient grace of God chasing me and me saying no um, a lot of times. And then um, God chasing me and the Holy Spirit working in my life and then me saying, all right, God, yes. Um, so I, I don't know if you want the whole backstory right now or not, uh, but I was 14 when I first got introduced to God through youth group, through a friend who invited me. So Lindsay Peak is her name and I will forever be grateful for her. Uh, cause she didn't just invite me one time. This wasn't a one-time invite to youth group. And I said, yes, and it was great. Um, she continuously invited me throughout my life, starting when we were kids and neighbors. And then when she got old enough to be in youth group, she also invited me then. And I'm just indebted to her. So I came to youth group for the first time and I thought, oh, this is where I want to be. There's good snacks. There's cool people. There's people that are different than me. And, and I can, I can do with this Jesus thing that they're talking about for like 15 minutes. I can do that. Um, but I really didn't have a relationship with God. I didn't know about God. I didn't, uh, my family does not talk about God. We don't, um, those weren't discussions that we had growing up. We didn't go to church. We didn't believe. Um, my grandmother died at a young age for me. And so she was the only person of faith in my life that I knew. Um, and even then she didn't really talk about God. And I didn't know that until she died, that she had faith. So, um, that's, that's my upbringing and that's, kind of where I started, but 14, I start going to youth group, um, and then God's chasing after me, and I know he's revealing some things, and I know it's him saying, hey, like, you need a savior, and I'm like, no, I don't, I've got this figured out, I, I am fine, but one, one, uh, Wednesday, my youth pastor, uh, started preaching on the rock, and Jesus has this foundation, and I said, okay, I, I can believe, and I said, Jesus, if, if you are um, real, if, if this is you, if the life following you is the rock and the foundation, then I want that in my life. And so I've been trying to live that way ever since of putting Jesus as the foundation of figuring out what it looks like to live a life following him, uh, not following myself, not following the latest trends, not following what social media says or other people say or um, anything. And so I had a really cool youth pastor that invested a lot of hours in me. Um, I had a really cool youth pastor that 
dove into scripture with me and helped me study the Bible, helped me learn how to read the Bible, and then just called things out in my life, encouraged me and said, hey, you're a leader, you have leadership abilities. Have you thought about becoming a youth pastor? And I thought my senior year, I thought, there's no way I can be a, a youth pastor. Like, no, don't you know my family? Like, no, I can't even talk to them about God. Like, there's no way I'm talking to other teens about God. Like, no. So I went through college, um, kind of lukewarm in my faith. Like once, once that support goes away, youth group goes away, it's kind of on you to make your faith your own. Uh, and I didn't do the best job in college. And so college was formative in discovering who I was, um, but my faith took a backseat to that. And then once I got a license, I started being in the real world and having a career. And I thought I need to make my faith my own. I was dating a boy at the time and it was not God honoring. It wasn't a good relationship. And so we broke up and that was hard. And I had to say, all right, God, if, if you want my whole life, you can have it. I, I just want to follow you with my whole being, uh, my whole heart, mind. So I wanted to figure out what that scripture was all about. Um, and so that's how I live my life now. And God continued to chase after me and put on my heart. Hey, I want you to be a youth pastor. I want you, you have a call. I want you to step into this calling. Um, and again, I gave God all my excuses and he said, no, I'm not going to take them. So he waited for me. He's patient. He's faithful. 2022 was the first year that I stepped out and in faith and saw God's faithfulness in my life um, in a big trusting way that is only through God that he made things happen. He opened avenues and put me in situations where my faith had to be tested. And so that's how I got here. You were, you were in social work, right? Yeah. And then mm -hmm. God said, here's an opportunity and you quit your job and, and moved. Is that how that worked? Yeah, not, and that's not lightly. Like I left my job. I left the only town that I've ever known and, and grown up in besides college. I went away to college, but um, I left my friends. I left stability. I left a church family that I loved um, and I still love. I left uh, people who mentored me and held me accountable and had community with. And so I left a lot. I don't know, like what I gained was so much sweeter. Uh, I finally feel not comfortable. I'm, I'm never comfortable. <laughs> like I have nothing figured out in this job, but I, I feel content. I feel, um, I never felt like enough in social work. I never felt good enough. I never felt like this was the place for me to be. Um, I never felt like I could be a social worker. And what that entailed, I didn't even know, but I built it up in my head and I thought, that's not me. But now I'm a youth pastor and I'm like, oh, I get to do this every day of my life. Like I get to just hang out with teens and go to sporting events and go see plays and talk to them about Jesus. And I'm like, yes, this is what I want to do. That's so. the best social work of all, isn't it? So. Yeah. Yeah. There, there are some similarities or overlap between social work and, and ministry, aren't there? What's the same about it? Oh, it's about helping people, right? And, and supporting people. Uh, just social work does not, they, uh, I wasn't allowed to talk about Jesus. And I thought a lot of the issues that kids are struggling with right now, because I, I worked in a program uh, that helped kids with mental health um, develop life skills. And I thought, man, if you guys just knew Jesus, some of these things would would be better. Not that they would be easier by any means, but they would be better. So that's why I kind of got a tattoo on my 
my hand, my right hand where I talk with my hands a lot. And so I got a tattoo of a cross uh, because kids are curious and kids ask questions. And so if kids could ask the question of, is that a cross and what does that mean? And um, I get to share about my faith and that's what I wanted to do. And so it was used as a talking point and I would say, yeah, I, that is a cross and I have faith and this is what it looks like. And a lot of kids are struggling with mental health. And, and that's no different whether they're in the church or outside of the church. Depression and anxiety are real. And it's not something um, that I think we're talking about in the right ways. Like it's buzzword. It's trendy to say, oh, my anxiety or I have depression. And it's like, no, I think you have a healthy level of worry. But when it gets to be something you cannot ma manage on your own, that's anxiety. And whether you're in the church or not, whether you have Jesus or not, doesn't make those things um, go away on their own. There's not enough, well, you can pray it away. And they just have a lot of social media pressures and school pressures that I think my generation never had to deal with. The older generation never had to deal with. And so we can't say, well, back in my day, um, because we're not living in, in their day. Their day is consumed with social media, consumed with a digital presence, consumed with ways to interact that are not face-to-face. -face. And so how do you forge that human connection that they need and they desperately need um, while using those as tools? I don't know. So that's how I see social work and ministry and colliding and youth ministry is helping people. They're, they're the same. They're going through the same struggles. Okay, well, we're going to take just a quick break and hear from Momentum Ministries. But when we get back, I want you to, uh, to share with us what your biggest surprise is having become a youth pastor. Let's take a break. Are you living with momentum or are you just drifting through life? Our desire at Momentum Ministries is to help you live each day with spiritual momentum. Pastor Scott is a registered evangelist in the Church of the Nazarene and wants to help churches and individuals experience revival to regain spiritual momentum. He already has a few revival meetings scheduled and would like to schedule more, but he needs your help. Would you partner with Pastor Scott in this ministry of evangelism? You can do this in a few ways. First, you can pray for this ministry. You can also share the news with those who might wish to call Pastor Scott for a revival meeting. Finally, you can give financially to enable Pastor Scott to go places that otherwise could not afford to have a revival. You can do that on our website, MomentumMinistries.org. Now, let's get back to today's podcast. All right, welcome back. It's great to be here with Crystal Hall today, and she's going to share with us. I think when we when we left, we were going to say something next about your biggest surprise in ministry and being a youth pastor. It's just, oh man, there are so many surprises, so many things that God does, and I'm like, oh man, God, you did that? Like, you orchestrated this? And I just see his faithfulness on display all the time in my life. Uh, I am a social being and I love to be around people. And so moving from this small town to a, a slightly bigger town in Maryland, um, but not really knowing anybody, uh, I see God's faithfulness and that I still have friends. I still have connections. It's been the bi biggest blessing is that I still have um, connections and I have people here that I love and love me and it feels like home. I think sometimes we tend to make God 
that like he can't move in certain ways, um, but he's already moving in the ways we need it. And we never even notice or recognize. And so I've just seen God's faithfulness and that's been the biggest surprise. And it's not like I don't know that God's faithful, right? Like scripture states, the word states, people tell me all the time, uh, but it's different when you experience God's faithfulness and you can point it back and glorify him and say, God, this was you. And I'm just so thankful that you did this. Uh, Your biggest surprise is God's faithfulness. What is your greatest joy in ministry? Uh, It will always be teens falling in love with Jesus. When you see a teen's life remarkably changed by the life of Jesus and um, they start to follow his lead in their life, that is the greatest joy. Um, That's my favorite thing to witness in youth ministry. So. Is there, a, is there a life change story or something that you could tell us that might capture the essence of, of that change? Yeah. So I have um, a, a kid in my youth group, a boy. Um, and so he started coming to youth group because of his girlfriend. Not untypical of many uh, stories and, and things and change, life changed. And then um, he came to fall retreat. Uh, and during fall retreat, he, he just sensed something like the Holy Spirit working in his life. And so he comes up to me and he says, Pastor Crystal, I don't know what's going on, um, but I, I just want to pray. I just want to pray. And I don't know what I want to pray for. I don't know what God's doing. And so we pray. And I, I prayed this prayer. Um, and it's totally the Holy Spirit at work. And I just prayed, God, he is so much more than so-and-so's boyfriend. He is your child. He is chosen. Um, and he broke down and he was like, God, I give you my whole life. And so uh, from that, we had a recap on a Wednesday night and he just shared with the entire group of people that we invited, parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, church members, um, prayer partners, like anybody who wanted to come, we were like, hey, come, we're gonna recap what happened retreat. And he just stood up and he said, you know, I'm God's creation um, and I'm fully loved by him. Um, but now he'll text me on random times, random days, and he is asking questions about Jesus. And he's, he's saying, listen, Crystal, I'm, I'm jealous over this situation. I don't know how to handle it. I don't know what to do. Um, what are your thoughts? Or, hey, I'm reading scripture and I'm reading through Luke. And what does this mean? Why does Jesus talk in parables? Why does he explain some parables and then others? He's like, he doesn't give any explanation for um, and so uh, he's, he's letting the Holy Spirit convict him. He's letting Jesus change his life little by little. Um, he's learning how to love others and love himself and love God in a greater way. And so I get to be a part of that journey. And that is the sweetest thing that I think a youth pastor can see. Um, and that is the thing that gives me my greatest joy is seeing kids live a life following Jesus and and stumbling and getting it wrong and missing the mark, right? Like we all do. And yet in involving other people in their journey and um, inviting me into that and allowing me to speak into that um, and answer his questions and answer his doubts and encourage him and pray with him. And I don't know, go through scripture and read the word together and just live life together, you know? That's an awesome place to be, to be invited into somebody's sacred space. Being a social worker or being an educator, uh, even a medical professional, you you get to address people more on the, all right, how can I press in on you? 
So um, I'm going to take just a moment to, uh, to pray for you and to pray for your ministry and pray for others like you who may be sensing a call from God and not sure what to do with it. I just point to you. <laughs> I'd, I'd point them to you and say, here's a girl that's got it figured out that God just kept on chasing. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah. And people, I surrounded myself with people and people and not I, it wasn't me. God surrounded me with people that I needed um, in the time that I needed. And they encouraged me. They supported me. They prayed with me. They journeyed with me. They answered my questions. Um, much of what I'm doing with uh, this kid was a res is a result of the way in which I've been mentored and, and loved. And uh, yeah, I would love your praise. All right, let's pray. Yeah. Father, I thank you today for these brief few moments that I've been able to share with Crystal and our listeners have become a part of that uh, as they have uh, turned on this podcast. And Lord, I pray that her infectious spirit would just um, would bring glory to you, first of all, and would convey the grace of God, the love of God, the acceptance of God to all who are listening. Lord, I thank you for the joy that Jesus brings. Help us to share that joy like Crystal does, like Jesus did when he walked on this earth and continues to do as he surprises us, whether it's in ministry or in life. Lord, there are people right now who are wondering, am I making a difference? Help them, Lord, to know that you created them just the way they are. Again, I thank you for Crystal. I pray for her ministry. I pray for those young people that she, she ministers to on a daily and weekly basis, that they would draw close to you and you would continue, Lord, continue the work of the kingdom mm -hmm. through her and through those that she leads. I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, that's it for today's casual conversation. Thank you all for listening in today. Tell somebody about this podcast and uh, be back with us again next week. God bless you. Have a great day. Thanks for listening in on Casual Conversations brought to you by Momentum Ministries. Visit our website at MomentumMinistries.org. That's Momentum Ministries with two M's in the middle dot O-R-G. God bless you and have a great day.